All right, DHF quarantine episode number two. Uh, we're a little more structured this time. We got a bunch of boys on from, I guess, various teams, various walks of life, some Team USA members and stuff like that. Uh, you know me, Shaq and Sean, but uh, I guess we'll kind of go around the horn here, boys. Introduce yourself, tell them why you're famous, and uh, I guess, you know, a little bit of look at uh, maybe your playing career and stuff like that. So, uh, Ruiz, uh, let, let's start with you since you maybe. You're my favorite player, so we'll start with you. <laughs> well, I'm uh, Johnny Ruiz. I'm from uh, New Jersey. Um, I'm a member of the U.S. men's national team, and I play for the Warriors, uh, Gods, Arsenal. I've been around for a little bit, so that's pretty much it. How are you holding up in the quarantine? What are you doing to pass the time day well, to day? Just going nuts. I have two nieces, three years old, running around, so I've been chasing them for a while. But working out, just trying to stay busy. Um, Working on my skills with the game, just shooting around, stick handle around the house, stuff like that. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, let's kick it over to Chris. Chris, what's up, bud? Introduce yourself and uh, I guess tell everybody how you're holding up in the quarantine. For sure. My name's Chris Liebers. I'm in Pittsburgh. I play for the Gods. I played on the USA, played on the junior teams growing up. Actually started in Penn Hills with Philly, playing uh, their all star program growing up. So we go way back. And then Johnny being his cousin, we go back to uh, quarantine. Or the quarantine's been pretty tough on me. Off work right now. I got a three-year-old daughter chasing her around. You know, like Johnny says, like just chaos all the time, and uh, you know, no relent there. So it's tough, but everybody, you know, people are a lot worse off. So kind of just chugging along. All right, uh, let's go. Oh, who's next? Sullivan, take it over to you. I don't know you quite so well. So uh, what are you famous for? How are you holding up? Not, not much. Um, sorry, my dog's probably going to bark here in a second. The, uh, well, the quarantine's not great. Um, it's, uh, you know, I go over to my mom's house to say hello and have my dog play with her dog for a minute. And then I come back to my apartment. I'm here all day. And, um, you know, I work out a little bit. And I essentially just watch, you know, watch video hockey uh we i do some scouting and uh, uh we just finished our draft on saturday so now looking forward to the draft for next year so started doing some chopping up video there and then just watching some netflix and, and movies and you know trying to stay trying to stay uh you know entertained there but hockey wise from pittsburgh um from pittsburgh i play for penn hills arsenal um man getting old now I played on the men's team since when was the first one since 2007 all the way up through 2017 a couple of junior teams in 06 and 08 um yeah so still play with arsenal and i'm all good over here guys well who does that leave that leave uh, leaves Corey. yeah rounded yes. out with Corey wilson what's up bud not much uh i'm Corey wilson as you said uh from massachusetts play for USA and also the uh, Eleven Star Americans. Uh, you know, Massachusetts right now is in a pretty big debacle with everyone trying to stay at home, but I unfortunately have to work, so I got a little bit of both worlds going on. But uh, other than that, when I'm home, just breaking windows and lights in the basement, shooting around, and then having to go to Home Depot and uh, replacing them again. <laughs> well, that was kind of what I was going to lead with was, uh, like, what, what are you guys doing to, I guess, pass the time to, uh, are there, are there any out of the box, like habits other than, you know, binge watching Netflix and eating Doritos? I mean, have you guys, uh, had to tailor your, your workouts or your remodel in the house? I've been doing some flooring and stuff too. So, I mean, uh, Corey, take it off, but, uh, what are you, what are you doing to pass the time? Well, it's actually funny. I do floors for a living. So I've been redoing my floors. I painted my whole kitchen. I mean, I've, I'm not running out of stuff to do, but I'm getting sick of stuff to do. I mean, uh, I was supposed to get married in two weeks from like tomorrow. That got postponed. So just trying to figure all that stuff out. So definitely have plenty of stuff to uh, deal with so far. It's crazy. You know, you wonder about people like, funerals and and then you know weddings things like that that's such a big thing in your life you spend so much money and it just gets pushed back that's what 
I'm in the middle of a move. We just closed on a house and luckily everything's like, you know, normal, but with a wedding, you can't have people together. You can't, you know, it's just, it's just us on the house. So nothing changed, but Corey, what do you, what, do, what are they telling you to do? So pretty much, uh, they said they could hold off, but they moved the like date to May. So now we ended up moving it to November, but all the stuff people have bought us for our shower says April 25th. So we're still going to get married, um, April 25th, probably me, her, and maybe a couple parents and anyone that can be there and will be there. And then just kind of go from there and just have, I guess, a $20,000 wedding party in seven months. <laughs> Sounds like the best part. <laughs> I know. I won't have to actually be too nervous at that point. I already been married for seven months. All right, boys, we're getting a little too morbid here. You're making me depressed. So uh, how? here's what I want to know. So all of our gyms are shut down. I don't have a, an at-home gym. I don't have a facility or anything like that. So outside of doing some push-ups and crunches or running a hill, how are you guys – how are you guys getting through? What's the uh, the regiment to keep Team USA, you know, in top shape for when this finally does blow over? Well, I'll, I'll Louise, you're the captain, maybe. Or Sully, go ahead. Well, sorry, I was filling the silence. I, I went and I got a band, okay, one of those bands, and you do a bunch of different things with those. And I got a, two sets of dumbbells and a bench. Um, and I'll tell you what, like I spend a half hour every day just looking for different stuff to do. Um, and surprisingly, there's a whole bunch of different things. Now, if I end up doing it all, probably not. But um, there is, there are different ways to do stuff at home and um, getting outside and running around a little bit is always good. I'd be lying to you if I said I did it, but these guys who were still playing on USA, I'd recommend doing it. Um, and I mean, you just got to be somewhat creative, you know, all of a sudden we don't have benches and things like that. Well, okay, you know, get something light and do it 40 times instead of doing something 10 times. You know, it's not quantum physics. You just got to look into it and figure out a way to do it, you know. Yeah, I think the big thing to me too is, yeah, you know, just healthy eating habits and taking advantage of no stress at work and being able to sleep more. You know, I mean, those are things that when the, when the daily hustle is going on, you kind of kind of lose track on but they're, they're so important so you know take advantage of that stuff and then like Billy said just getting creative and body weight exercises targeting different different things than you would you know regular exercises yeah I've been I got that home gym in my backyard that I built um so just trying to instead of doing the same routine over and over again I switch it up every every week so that's been helping and then like I said about my nieces I would just if they're running around the house chasing them, keeps my cardio up, and then lifting them up and down. The one's getting pretty heavy now, so a lot of reps of that, chasing them around too, so that helps. And uh, I'm working on my golf game. My golf game, short game, is going to be real good, so whoever wants to play when this is all over, we got to play, so. Ah, oh, shoot, I like it, I like it. So let's switch it back to hockey. Uh, thinking about, like, 2019 and kind of some of the stuff that we're missing from you know, maybe the upcoming season or some of the things we might miss out on. I've been kind of looking back on past games and, you know, past tournaments that we've covered and stuff like that. Uh, so what maybe give me like a highlight from last year and something that you were looking to build on for this year. Like what's a notable memory from 2019 hockey related ball hockey? I'll go first. Uh, well, starting that new team, the Warriors and Indians, uh, I wasn't able to play with them the first couple tournaments so watching their progression through on and then finally being able to play with them in uh, top tournaments like club championships or North American so that was that was a blast and uh, seeing them them grow really was something that I, I took from that past year like it I, I like it born, boys. I mean we got the team USA guys here we got and we were so our, the only tournament that we've actually been at was the club championships. And if memory serves, I think each and every one of you was there, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. something that we're, we're pretty bummed in Pittsburgh that we're going to be missing out on. You know, Corey did a great job. We were all so proud of that tournament. And, you know, with the result, with the, that championship game being what it was, we were just hoping to, you know, piggyback off that and carry the momentum into this year. And, and you know continue to show so that's 
I think that'll be a big loss, but hopefully, you know, people understand and the anticipation builds for, for when it comes around next year. Yeah, that tournament was, you know, just from a selfish standpoint, it's really nice to play home, play at home, you know, every once in a while. I mean, you don't think about it, but like, if you're all the teams in Pittsburgh, there's no home tournaments until Corey made that one. So we're always traveling. So sleeping in your own bed one time is, is, was really, really great. Not to mention the, the Corey did a great job, like Chris said, and the competition was fantastic. You know, like our, you know, our play-in game for Arsenal was against, you know, the damn yeah, Americans. Thanks. Yeah, the thanks, Bill. Game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying that, to forget about the, yeah, well, my, yeah, I got plenty there I'm trying to forget about. But my point being, like, the, the playing game was, was you know, that was the playing game. All, and then all everything, you know, piled on after that. But in terms of hockey-wise, I mean, once you get all the top teams together, you know, it's going to be good competition. But the clubs is one that, you know, I personally am, am bummed out about this whole thing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, beyond us. I wonder about the kids, the junior. I don't know that the juniors have been canceled yet. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, they were canceled. Yeah. Uh, same thing with my Postponed, like, right? Yeah, the U20s okay. postponed for the ISBHF. What we think we're going to do is they were talking about doing it in the fall, but people don't want to do it because uh, kids are going back to school. So what we're thinking is just doing it the following year, having men's and juniors at the same time. Yeah, uh, the same year, you know, but making it essentially U21, same, so it's the same teams. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's good that those kids aren't missing out. I was worried about sometimes that's a once in a lifetime opportunity for, you know, some girls learning that spot. Yeah. We're hoping that's what they do. That's kind of what they thought. Nothing's official. I heard they were going to try and push everything back a year. So the men's and women's will be 2022, oh. or 2020, oh, okay. 2022, and so on. So hopefully, I'd rather see them do it all one summer. That would be pretty cool to see every, you know, every age group play. But It'll be a lot, I think, with traveling and yeah. stuff like that. So. That being said, it would just be a one-time thing, and then they could yeah. get back to normal. I mean, with this whole – with the world the way it is, I mean, we're going to – you know, we're all going to have to and gonna have to adjust, you know, to, if we want to get point. out some events. In some way, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. If they can't they can't the NHL, but the ISBHF might still. That's yeah, they said we're good. <laughs> Shoot, boys. So back back to the club championships. Uh, since that, I guess I've just been watching those videos the most. I guess so they're on the front of my mind. But uh, what do you guys think was the maybe the biggest like upset or the biggest underdog team or player or anything like that from either that tournament or you know the rest of the season? Who's kind of come to the forefront? My, you know what, Ruiz, we'll go with you because I thought Garden State really jumped out. Uh, out in front of the pack there much more than I thought anybody would. So uh, you got any votes there? Uh, I mean, I would like to say them for sure. But, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool seeing uh, Red Light come down and transition from three-on-three to five-on-five. And uh, just watching that whole tournament pan out, I mean, there was a lot of things that happened that you were shocked. Like, my, I think the Warriors, we went into a shootout every single round-robin game. So, like Billy said, that competition there was unbelievable. So. Yeah, I would say the Warriors for sure. Definitely stand out in my eyes. <laughs> Is that the future of Team USA there too? Wearing blue jerseys already? Uh, who knows? I mean, if they stick with it and work hard, you know, anything can happen. So we're, uh, we were proud of, I think we had six guys this past uh, year represent Team USA. So it was pretty cool. We want to build from there. But Yeah, that's great to see those guys. Because, you know, I grew up playing the Gamblers and the Supreme teams with Johnny's older brother running the show, most of those. and Like, they were always older guys with – they were tops in the country, but they were older guys. And now they have the young guns coming up. And that's just – I mean, that comes from – Johnny, how many kids are playing in that youth program? Oh, I, I think GT has yeah. the most of anything. And we have, like, a pool from each uh, age group in uh, different uh, towns, which is good. So, they all seem to love it. They seem to want to play for everyone, like, and come up. And we're building two strong teams. So. We have a lot yeah. to choose from right now. No, that's a testament to that. I think that's great. That's that, that was what we wanted. Play. We had too many guys playing on different teams. Like, I was with Arsenal at one point and then with the Gods. Dennis Hickey was with the only Jersey team, Jersey Fresh. Uh, 
Kenny Patrone and Andrew Weatherby with, with Arsenal. Zimmerman, mm-hmm. I think, played with the Americans most of the time. Yeah. So it was like we're all spread out. We wanted to get everyone together. So that was the big turning thing that we want to play. You know, like Billy said, you love playing at home. So we wanted to get all the guys together at home and uh, build up two teams so we can try to compete. It's good that you guys have gotten that together, too, because, you know, just not to sound like rude or abrupt or anything, it was absolutely idiotic that New Jersey didn't have a team forever. You know what I mean? Like, half the talent in the sports in New Jersey, and (laughs) they were all spread out amongst all of us, you know? So, good, good. Don't don't get mad at each other and break it up. Keep it going. Get six more. Like a whole ball hockey community. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder wonder about the Americans, because they used to be the young guns, too, and now they're starting to – they're starting to, uh, you know, starting get a little bit older. So I wonder they still dominate they're... those Can-Ams and Nationals, though. No, playing they're, at home. They're, they're tough. They're figure out a way to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're excited for upcoming Drake it now with the gods making an appearance. Well, technically, Fitchburg. <laughs> Fitchburg, right? Fitchburg, the new yeah. deck that's out there? Yeah, the new that deck. That's exciting. Yeah, hopefully it draws a lot of attention. The area could use it after something like this. I I believe so. I just I don't know when my ice will start up. So depending on yeah. that, if I play uh, ice another season, if I uh, if not, then I'll be there for sure. But I think so. Everyone's uh, pretty bummed about the tournaments now getting canceled. So like you said, that'll be something to look forward to and uh, really focus on getting there. And it really seems like that's probably going to be the first one to really uh, start off the 2020 season. Yeah, the only one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, besides Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah, just hope it goes off, you know. Uh, Wash your hands, man. Maybe it'll happen. Right. <laughs> the, um, I don't know. Corey texted me. I don't know if I'm, like, breaking any, you know, breaking any news or anything, Chris, but about, about Combo and for that. I haven't talked to the guys yet, though. Oh, well, Pittsburgh United back. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this, I mean, Texas is yeah, right. a, a day old. I don't know how you guys, if you guys have a bunch of guys going or what. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it being so far out, he's kind of just stealing, stealing everything out and Makes sense. out. But, yeah, I know everybody's going to be itching to, to play in something. So it's either going to be the best beach, beach match of all time or <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, oh man, somebody might die down there. <laughs> Go hockey, those guys, man. I feel for those guys too. Well, they they had to cancel two North Americans, two North two American. out of the three. Yeah, it's not good. Man. I mean, obviously we're talking about the adult, but for the kids' side, if if this goes through the end of May and I lose the Midwest Regional and the the normal local tournament, like I can't. I I did the math and. It, it's an, it's enough to make you you know want to jump off something. It's 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 tough. It is tough, especially when that's you know your income. It's not something for fun. But yeah. it is, man. I'm not the only not not we're not the only ones in that boat. Right. Yeah. You well, a lot of really tournaments fun. are going under, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about this summer yeah. national tournament in quad? Is that still a go or? Hey man, I was I'm I'm trying my best not to pitch that right away, but uh, <laughs> I if if we're if we're looking good. So here's actually what I was gonna ask you guys. So some of you guys have played some three on three. I know all of you guys are heavy into five on five. We're kind of in our own little bubble here in the Quad Cities with the three on three, and you know Team USA is out of here and stuff like that. What is what is the initial perception of three on three from the five on five community? Maybe before they play it, what's the initial face value? How is it perceived? I feel like a lot of people think it's like less running and less work and don't really get the actual game of it till they step on the rink and are like, holy shit, I don't stop moving my feet because my guy just runs from end to end and all over the rink and I got to play position. And a lot of players, a lot of type of players, that's not their game style. So they just automatically knock it off right away because they don't like the style. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a lot of skill. Um, me and Nick Levesque always joke about it at ice hockey. Like, oh, five on five is better, three on three better. But honestly, they're both a blast. I mean, it definitely – I feel like three on three helps your game four or five on five, whatever it's a D zone, whether it's, you know, man-on-man coverage, stuff like that. But a lot of shooting. You know, you can shoot from anywhere on the rink. 
smaller rink being that. And uh, it's exciting. I mean, I, I personally love it. I was looking forward to that tournament this year. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's similar. Definitely similar. Style's a little different, but it's, it's a blast. This isn't your exact question, but I got a little three-on-three -three story that it's Chris's yeah. fault. Chris and I put a team together in the first annual Burroughs Cup. It had to have been, what was that, over a decade ago, Chris? Oh, I think I was there for that. What do you got? It was 07 or – it might have been a little after that because we stopped at college. No, this, school, oh, yeah. this, was, this was 11. I was in school with the 12. Anyways, we were the, we were the Penn Hills Blues, Greater Pittsburgh Day Hockey Blues, and we had these awesome Reebok Blues jerseys, and we never got to wear, wear them because damn Chris lost it before the tournament started. So we had to round up some random T-shirts to wear in the three-on-three -three tournament. And that basically soured me on three-on-three -three forever, and I haven't been back. So it's Christmas. <laughs> Bill, isn't this also the time Lieber's hit somebody in the face with a slap shot? Yeah, that happens well, all the time, though. You can't control it. In that on top of you. On those three-on-three they're just on top of you. And sometimes they just get you too much. <laughs> it goes wild. <laughs> No, that, that tournament, that first one, it didn't help us either, Billy, that we had, what, three 50-year-olds, me and you, <laughs> yeah. and a terrible goalie, so. Oh, and our, goalie, our goalie was lights out from the hash marks down, but they would rip it from the other end, and it would curve on them, and it would go in, and just wanted to stab the poor kid. We were, hoping, we were hoping to play you guys in the finals. Yeah, that was an American uh, final. Yeah. yeah, half of our team had a foot in the grave, so it wasn't our best best team. It's all right. Red light put us in the grave in the finals. Yeah, those three, they look gimmicky, but to your point, like you said, it's just nonstop running, and once you get out there, you're like, yeah, dude, you want to die. That's what I get into, because <laughs> you can't even play a system, because they, they all know what they're doing, and you don't know what you know, they all do up. that one run, stop, and one time across. And your goalie's like, dude, you're going to cover him? And you're like, I had him two seconds ago. And it's like, dude, <laughs> oh, that sucks. He scored six goals in five minutes. Uh, I think that's kind of my, like, personal thing. Like, I appreciate how difficult it is. And, like, it's fun to watch and it's skilled. I have nothing negative to say about it. Just, but, like, from a selfish, you know, point of view, like – my game, the way I play ball hockey is very, like, systematic and, like, try to make, like, mistake-free. And all of a sudden, like, everything I've learned my whole life kind of goes out the window. And it's a whole new game, you know. And it's yeah. – I suck at it. So, I'm not my favorite thing. But I appreciate it. But I, I really do like watching it. I'm not going to lie. It's fun to watch. It's a blast to play. And I, I played in that tournament with the gods. And we played it against the deckheads. And there was probably, like, close to – 200, 300 people there. It was, it was unbelievable, the atmosphere and all that. And the only thing that sucked was how hot it was during the day. Was running in the heat in Iowa is tough. But, uh, like, I always – I brought it up to the, the Garden State teams about going because it's a real good time. So, I definitely want to go back. Do it. Hopefully it works out and do it. happens. I'd like to do it one more time too. Do it, boys. We'll lock you in a spot. We'll do some insider trading. We'll get you in there. Already so the Toronto team decades. came down and bested us last year. Yeah, Ruiz is already signed. Yeah, Ru Ru Ruiz is a hometown guy now. Welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> but so, uh, probably I'm going to regret saying this, but so Shaq and Sean and I, we went up and we played in a five-on-five -five tournament in Chicago not too long ago during the winter. And, you know, I grew up playing ice. Shaq grew up playing ice. I think Sean did as well. Uh, but five on five is no stranger to me, but never played it in ball hockey, all three on three for ball hockey. And we went up there with a team of really talented guys, and then we just got absolutely embarrassed. Like, we got shellacked. So, tell me what the heck I need to do to be good at five on five. Because on paper, we were great, and then we looked like we'd never held a stick before. <laughs> gotta watch film on the game first i guess yeah. i don't really know <laughs> I, do, you know, I do i have a podcast man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i bet there's like you know, a lot of odd man breaks and you know lack of defensive coverage because that three on three if that's what you're used to you can't chase a guy for 185 feet you know down a, down an open rink like that as opposed to you know playing man in the three on three so yeah it's a different world for sure but um I think that's 
even the deck hockey to ball hockey, that was a big transition for some teams. And even still, it's like these kids that play on the decks growing up for their all-star programs, it's a tough transition for these world tournaments. So, you know, that's how you try to coach them up is action on those big rings and things like that. We're still doing that as a country. When did we just cancel deck hockey not too long ago? We're still transitioning from deck hockey to ball hockey, trying to figure it out, you know? Right. Yeah, everything's about ball control, really. I mean, everyone wants to go 100 miles per hour down the other end and score, but it really all starts in your own end. Even if you have to take four minutes to get it out, but if you can get it out smooth and correct, I mean, it's the best way instead of rushing everything and just making yourself run around more than you need to. Yeah. Well, certainly one of the worst uh, worst times of my life, I'll tell you that right now. I mean, boys, we, we got absolutely bested by some bad players too you, you uh, but, but yeah they were good they they should have beat us but man there were a couple of teams that were full of guys that were just like past their prime not good at all and then we were just getting absolutely embarrassed you're we not a good team play but i was going to transition that away so uh, we talked a little bit about the various tournaments and stuff uh, with the Pittsburgh tournament coming up, uh, the North Americans not being done. Hopefully our tournament is still on. We'd love to have you guys. But what in your mind, like maybe when that calendar rolls over to 2020 before this whole thing jumped off, what date on your calendar, what's the, like the biggest tournament that we have to win kind of moment? Like where is that falling through? Well, if it's next year, world the world championships. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably clubs or North Americans are the big ones you you circle on your calendar every year to want to win. It's it's real tough to. Personally, I've only been on a team that won it once. I mean, I'm not selfish like Liebers, where he's won it like five times or whatever. But those are big tournaments you want to be a part of and want to win. So those are the ones you look forward to. You know, personally, Jimmy and or Doc and I were were you know coaching the U20 team, so really was looking forward to that, but. After that, all the tournaments kind of blend together for me, whether it's whether in, in a good way, not in a bad way, you know, whether it's Barry and it's a little bit different up there, it's North American or it's clubs or it's Harrisburg, like all the tournaments, we're all playing like the, the same teams who are playing each other for the most part. I mean, clubs is kind of what I'm looking forward to a little bit more now, just, you know, because it's home and, you know, we have some of our friends and stuff can come out, but all the tournaments, there's not many of them. I mean, like the big tournaments, so there's four or five of them. And when we play, you know, it's always, it's always a big deal, in ter- you know, to us personally. And, you know, I just get excited when a tournament's coming up. I don't care which one it is, you know? Yeah, I feel the same. Well, then maybe even biggest rivalry would be a good question. Like, is there a team, like when the gods played the red light, I was so hyped for that. I couldn't imagine. And... I don't know what it's like from being a player because obviously I'm a freaking plug. I can't get anything done. Otherwise, I'd be playing against you guys. But So I can tell you, I mean, you know, Corey does a great job of just getting everybody fired up. And I, even in some of the videos, you can overhear his speeches, just the passion. And, you know, everybody played on USA Sport Corey. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But Absolutely. we didn't know what to expect going into that red light game. And they were – that Friday night game, it, the, the place was packed. Everybody, you know, we knew everybody. It felt we felt like celebrities, so that was just such a great atmosphere. And you know, when they came out, they were literally the best team I've ever played against, and that that includes those world championships because they played together for 20 years. And it's not a you know a group of incredibly skilled guys coming together for one tournament. They were the best team team that I've ever played. So, like seeing that, you know, and then being able to to have the results that we did against them, that was just I don't know if it's a rivalry, you know, maybe it became a rivalry over that weekend, but just the, the feeling of playing against someone that skilled and, and, and taking control, that felt, that felt pretty great. I don't know much How about of- a Team USA Canada? I was going to go to you, Ruiz. What about Team USA Canada, unless I'm cutting you off? Uh, no, I mean, I was going to go back to just previous tournaments, like big rivalries that – not just a player, just watching I enjoyed was the gods and uh, the Lemister Blackhawks. It seemed like they were at one point every tournament in the finals and it would be like triple overtime, stuff like that. So that was exciting. The Canada, U.S., I mean, 
Not really a big rivalry. I, I wouldn't like. say so. Not it's not big like the Czechs and Slovaks when they go and play. We never, each other. We never really played each other very often. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it didn't happen often. We played them this past this past Slovak. year. I, I don't think I played them since like 2013, like men's at least. I think we yeah. played them in 2000, uh, 2014 in the juniors core, right? We, I think yeah, we played we, them in our last round robin. Twice, yeah. They were, they 2009 were, they when we had to play them to get into the A pool because. The men's team, the U.S. teams before 2009 were old and sucked forever. And in 2009, we actually took a good team, and we played our way out of the B-pool, and there's a crossover game against the top-seeded A-pool team, and it was Canada. And we beat them. Steve, was, I think it was Steve Gregory scored in overtime. If it wasn't Steve, I'm sorry for whoever it was, but it was, it was an awesome feeling. But like the, the go along with Johnny says, I feel like we didn't play them – a ton and I know we played them at least you know when I was on the team a few times but it should be a bigger rivalry than it is I guess is what I'm getting at it'll like build bigger rivalries the Slovakian team right now I mean we oh, played yeah. them like three or four times in the last like two years yeah they're, they're a solid team they're just good all around and that, that 2015 still still stings for sure um that's something that we could all build from, obviously. And playing them this past year, we I think we jumped up 2-0 lead on them. But knowing how good that team is, man, they didn't quit. They ended up beating us in overtime. So that team's definitely a rivalry, and I think in my mind, and Corey's and Bill. I mean, you guys were there in 15. So hopefully that can uh, build up. We get a team back to get back on that big stage at uh, that gold medal game, hopefully. That, that was the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of of life. Of ball hockey, it's just off. I can't even think about it, man. That just we were, from we were punching them in the face for two for a period and a half, two periods even. Yeah, just took it off the gas. I can't even think about it. Yeah, it's sickening. Mm. <laughs> Literally the worst deck, worst ball hockey moment ever in life. <laughs> it be like such a great memory. That it's a uh, we'll get more shots at it. We'll get more shots at it for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, so that being said, I mean, what what's in store for for Team USA as we move forward? I mean, do you guys see us growing? Are there new up and coming players that we should be looking out for? Um, I mean, do you guys see us on on the podium at any point? Because the ladies are making you guys look bad, and. Mm-hmm. I fancy myself a misogynist, so we got to fix that. Obviously, I mean, what do we got to what do we got to hang our hats on, boys? Uh, we'll we'll get back there. I mean, there was this past summer; it was tough with a lot of guys uh, bailing and like having work stuff or like family things they had to stay back for. So we had a lot of uh, I think we had like fourteen rookies basically with their first time on that you know playing at that level. So getting like you said, there's always young kids coming up with to look forward to, especially at Pittsburgh. There's a lot of young kids like in that Billy's Billy and Doc's uh, U20 team that they're, uh, they're definitely kids you want to go and, and go and watch and see them grow. So they're, uh, they're solid and exciting players. So I'm sure it won't be long until we're back up on that, uh, that podium. So. I think one thing that trying to jump off or the jump on top of the one thing that we're, and I'm not trying to downplay the sport at all in any way. So one thing we need more of, we need more Corys in terms of good coaches. And, you know, it's it's an issue, at least in the States. Like, we need more people who can teach the game and teach ball hockey and explain, you know, why we're going four across at the blue line when we're defending the penalty kill or why we're going, you know, we're coming up with two instead of one or we have three on one side and one on the other as opposed to two and two and different systematic things. On the, But people – don't understand it because ball hockey is relatively new. But now, since we've been doing ball hockey for a while in the States, people should start to have a pretty good grasp on it. And we don't have ball hockey teachers, we don't have enough the of them. And that's something that that will hurt us on the international stage until these kids growing up under, get it all the time, not just for two months before the tournament. you got to learn the game. And then when they come together at the end, hopefully it's a hell of a product. But that is a big concern of mine going forward. So that's in the works, Shaq. I think Corey's been in touch with you guys talking about just kind of unifying the entire country, getting everybody together on the same page with like Jersey started out with their 
their youth program. They're doing a league, and it's even it's transferred up into adult. I think if I'm not wrong, it's a league. It's like a point system, and the the objective is uh, regional winners play each other in like a national tournament. So if that happens at the adult level, it trickles down to the to the youth level. You have coaching clinics, you have referee clinics, everything standardized across the board. That's where that final product is going to come in. It's in the works. It's just a matter of, you know, like Billy said, finding the right people. And you guys getting the word out, I think, is so important to, to things like that. So It's a process. Know, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a process that you have to build. So totally understand. Yeah. yeah. But the, the men's team going forward, I mean, I know – you know, some of the guys still on it, and it's going to be very good again. I mean, they're just, you know, there are kids that, you know, I can stick my head out my window right now and yell real loud, and there's two kids that can hear me that are going to be very good on that team. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of good players, so don't worry well, about Well, name them on camera, man. Call them out. Why aren't they uh, – why don't I know who they are? Call them out. There's a kid by the name of Danny Cunningham who I'm sure Chris knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a good young player. He's on the U18 team. He's starting to play with us. He was supposed to – his first tournament was supposed to be with us in, um, in North Americans. Um, there's a kid by the name of Andes who plays with, uh, plays with Johnny a little bit, plays with Arsenal a little bit right now, but he's did, on yeah. the U20. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys are, very, are aware of how good Jordan Albright is at this game. <laughs> But that kid is an absolute freak of nature to the – like, I'm not – I'm – I – he – I've been watching this a long time. He's the best U20 aged individual player I've ever seen. And, and not to downplay anybody, Bobby Hauser was amazing. Johnny was one of the best I've seen. And they're all in that category. Jordan – and he has that separation speed that, like, McDavid has, and, he, and he's a – good kid on top of it so don't worry about going forward with it we just got to mature up a little bit that's all definitely oh, I like it and that actually he, that, that kid oh, surprised buddy. me with uh playing in the men's level this past time I was a little worried about it but he proved me wrong and he's he's an elite player like Bill said and he's an exciting kid to watch and uh I was looking really looking forward to him his last year U20s playing with uh so hopefully we get that next year we get to watch him do it and watch him play for the men's again so definitely a lot of core kids that are that we, I had three kids that I helped send for the the three-on-three junior team uh from Jersey area and those kids are are similar to Jordan or the strange breed they're they're twice two of them are twice my size they're just ginormous and they're smart and they they work hard so it's this stuff you'll love to see no, I like that. And and I kind of, I had a general idea of what we were going to talk about before we started this whole thing, but we kind of got off on a good tangent there. So I just went with it. But originally I was thinking we could do some kind of like uh, how they do like senior superlatives when you're in high school, whatever. Uh, so we've talked enough about Albright. So, uh, but like of not even necessarily up and comers, uh, but everyone in general, whether they're a team USA member or a 13 year old kid, uh, who would you give like the sickest hands award to if you had to pick one? They might be on this call. Yeah, Corey might be on this call. <laughs> it's me. The kid, with the, the kid with the new puppy dog. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Corey Wilson. Yeah, definitely. Sickest hands. Even got some new tricks. She's a rink rat. He's on the rink every day, man. Yeah. No, man. What are we in for, Corey? Yeah. What's the new tricks? Ah. <laughs> uh. I'll, I'll have to post some videos on uh, basement hockey. My boy uh, Cody Swift. He's got all the new stuff. We need it. We'll put it up on Deck Hockey Focus. Uh, but what about uh, what about like the biggest loudmouth, or what was like the best chirp you heard in 20, 2019, If you had to give one, we had a guy. <laughs> we had a guy on our bench who blew out his hip, and he's been out a little while. And we we were going against the Godfathers, and. Um, and the Godfathers are our kryptonite. We just have trouble against them. Every game is one nothing. But anyways, we have a guy on our team who kind of – he's gained some weight since he blew out his hip. And a guy – he was chirping one of the guys on uh, the Godfathers. And the Godfathers guy asked him if he had diabetes. And it kind of made the whole bench – bench up with his <laughs> delivery. It was pretty hard. <laughs> That was the best one I've heard in a while. Uh. 
No, that's good. Anybody else got to uh, get a good chirp? I like chirps. I'm a pretty loud mouth. I don't know if you guys have caught on to that yet, but uh, that's my favorite. I'm not good at hockey, so I have to talk a lot. Doc chirps a lot. Jimmy Docker does. Yeah. He's a big, though. He's a squealer. Yeah. He has a high-pitched voice, not on, you know, I might have one, too, but he he, uh, <laughs> he, has, he has a pretty, he has a pretty uh, good mouth that gets going. And he's quick-witted, so that always helps it. No, that's fantastic. So, I know that I'm basically a superstitious guy. I got to tape my stick a certain way. I got to wear – I'm very particular about stuff. I won't get into it. But you guys got anybody that's the most superstitious or has, like, the weird tick on the team? None that I can think of. You guys got any weird superstitions yourself? Something you just got to have? Well, ice hockey, when I'm, I'm playing at home, I have to ride the elevator instead of taking the stairs. I, I ride the elevator up and down twice. That's my, my thing <laughs> before a home game. <laughs> uh, I don't know about anyone else. but I mean, I put my left side on first, but I, it wouldn't be the end of the world if I put my right side on. So not, I've never been too big in the superstition part. I mean – the only thing I got is I'm always the last one to get dressed. I wait till everyone's dressed, then I get dressed. Last one to walk out, carry the balls, make them all wait, get them all a little riled up, and then drop the balls. That's pretty much it. That's a good one. No, I like it. I like it. So, I want to say, Wilson, the last time I saw you – was at the end of the club championships. You looked like you had one or two sodas in you at that point. Yeah, we'll so, thank that to Billy. Can't pick, can't pick Corey Wilson unless you got a good story to tell. But who's uh, who's got the best, you know, celebrations? Who's the biggest booze hound? Who's hitting the bars? Or maybe is it the is it the Godfathers? I don't know if how well you guys know them, but they seem like they get after it. James Brown looks like he has a great time, win or lose. That guy always has his speaker <laughs> basketball. So, yeah. one guy I would want to play with just because of that, you know. He seems like a good dude. I don't know. Yeah. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, I, I find it to be our team usually getting the drunkest, usually with the Godfather. The Massachusetts teams in general definitely drink. Or the booze. booze head. wise drink the most, yes. No. Yes. They, it's, just a, it's just, you know. Do you want to have another beer? Why wouldn't I? You know, kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> and then, it, one. And then it turns one. into seven more. Yeah. Yeah, the goal is if you're going to play the Americans on Sunday, you better play them at seven in the morning. <laughs> They're likely to be a little banged up still, and after that, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Just look at clubs. We got knocked out by Billy at seven. We were all drunk by 8.30. <laughs> oh. Jesus, boys. Well, the last one I only had was uh, – so I was kind of, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how, I'm sure you guys are all religious followers of Deck Hockey Focus, so you watched our last episode, but uh, I was kind of getting after Shackleford because I got a video of me sniping him out, but then my celebration was like a little feminine, not going to lie, uh, but it was genuine, I was hyped, but so who's got like the best celly or who's got the most, you know, chaotic when they score a goal, they just love themselves too much? Johnny. I, don't know. <laughs> I get I get pretty jacked up. Um, the Superman. You see, you got the Superman. You got the the salsa. I remember. Uh, yeah. Eric Zimmerman told me when we were in 2015. He goes, "You score, you got to do the salsa." So I did it, and that kind of yeah. took off with uh, yeah, George Portugals and a couple other people. But you just yeah. get jacked up. You're excited, you know. You you help your team out and uh, try to get the boys riled up. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> So I, I've, seen do, I've seen Johnny do the Superman in warm-ups before, so it's really not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> Gotta warm everyone up, man. <laughs> For those watching who haven't seen you in a tournament and score a goal, show us. What's the Superman? What's the salsa? Oh, you it's like to... the Cam Newton. You just gotta you, you yeah. throw you up and you just your chest, you know? <laughs> what the S. Superman, baby. What about, what about the salsa? Salt, uh, I can't do the salsa. I don't got my white shoes today. If I have my white shoes, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> holy cowboys well hey i think we're probably wrapping her up here we're probably coming up on an hour pretty soon uh so what i wanted to leave everybody with was i feel like uh 
everybody's been probably binge watching everything under the sun, Tiger King, whatever. Uh, but I want it to be hockey focused. Uh, so can't pick Miracle because that's my favorite hockey movie. But let's go around the horn and everybody give a, a give a binge watch, something that you got the time on your hands. Let's get some hockey knowledge out there. And what's the best hockey movie? Youngblood. Youngblood's a good one. Never forget Miracle. I mean, it's pretty much USA's greatest hockey movie they've ever made. So I think everybody should watch this 30, there's two 30 to 30. There's a documentary and a 30 to 30 on the Red Army. Yeah, those are real good. Unbelievable. Red Army's great. There's Bob one. Probert documentary just came out not too long ago, too. I don't know if you guys caught that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry to cut you off. I, I just watched the Bob Probert one last night. But there's a uh, documentary on the Red Army, the 1980 game. But they do it from the Russian yeah, the Russian point. Yeah. That, that one's fantastic. And you see, like, the CIA getting involved and, like, bringing players into the NHL, and that's how they got here. It's insane. Yeah, Look that one up. Oh, that reminds me. On iTunes, you can get the uh, – there's a documentary. It's called uh, – I forget what it's called. It's on the – oh, it's called The Russian Five. It's about the, the Russian Five uh, guys who are on the Red Wings and how they got them over here, and they do a fantastic job with it. it that's one of the best – hockey docs I've seen in a while and they got everybody in at Fedorov and how they got me over before and things like that. It's a good one. Definitely watch that one. Watch that one. But I don't know about you guys, but not just like, not just like movies, but like, I just find myself watching hockey games or film. Like I, I'm kind of, I chop up film all the time now. So I'm watching and rewatching kids that I've watched a hundred times, but like, I just, all of a sudden, like, I'll, I'll blow through four hours quickly. You know what I mean? Just watching chips and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's something you guys like to do, but I, I enjoy doing it. I mean, right now on the background, I got our Czech versus uh, game from 2017, and Johnny just scored a fake phantom goal, and the crowd is oh, not that's happy. Great. Celebrate. <laughs> you sell it on the celebration, man. You get a good goal. So. <laughs> crowd after that because they were throwing bottles down at us, and yeah. throwing, one of them almost killed the girl. It was yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the, it was nuts. The, the fans aren't too happy right now, and they won't be too happy when Cody scores this goal in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Are you, wait, are so you they're, they're throwing bottles at you guys when you're playing overseas? What the heck? Tell no, me about no, so, that. So they they scored and they called no goal because it was it was in and out and they didn't have video review, but on the Jumbotron it showed it going in. So it happened it once for them and then I hit crossbar and they called it a goal. So once that happened, they all just lost it, just chucking bottles. I'm, I'm pretty sure they poured beer from the second row behind yeah, our bench our where the women's team was. And it was, just, it was just crazy. Bottles, and then, bottles, money, like everything. They're throwing like anything hard they could throw at us. We, we literally had to leave the rink going through like a separate door because the fans were trying to like climb the benches and fight us. One ref got sucker punched in the face. Like, There's some video of it, at least the beginning of it. I know Pooch on Facebook shared it because he was in the crowd. But like it was uh, – it was like they weren't just like dropping stuff from the stands. That was the, they were throwing. Heavy, they were chucking like two liters of bottles, and, and it was it was heavy. I don't know. They weren't they weren't happy with the call. And the best part is outside the rink, they had a giant jumbotron, and they just played it for four days on repeat, over and over again, hitting the crossbar yeah. on slow mo, just all day. Wait, so you, were you guys were you guys freaking out when you were there, or did it kind of like get you hyped up more, like? No, I thought you, know, you, you feel the hatred. No, I mean, it was a, it was a good game, a fun game to be a part of. Anyway, I ended up getting hurt. I hurt my knee from slipping on the rink because it was all wet. So I was rattled by that. But uh, just atmosphere like that in general it gets you hyped to play. So we were kind of feeding off it going into that last period. That's the one thing about worlds, and I, if we ever have worlds in the states again, which you know who knows, but. W- they pack the house, you know, they absolutely pack the house when their local team plays or if it's the gold medal game, like not for everybody and understandably, you know, but it is, it's an experience like, you know, in 2011 when we played in Slovakia, 20, 
every year, whenever you play the home team, it, it's great over, over there. Switzerland in 2015. Yeah, and Switzerland. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that's the one thing about people wanting to bring it over to the States. And I haven't talked to Corey about this, if he wants to or not. And hopefully maybe that is a thing that we do. But getting the 10,000 people there like they do is probably the, the most significant obstacle. I don't know what you guys think on that. No, I agree with that fully. Yeah, we don't have enough. We don't have a fan base to do it. They just have people that literally are in school and they're like, all right, fundraiser, vacation, whatever you want to call it. We're leaving school and we're going to watch USA play Pakistan at 1030 in the morning. Well, they do it because it's it's the national thing, right? They have so much national pride. Like they could be playing, you know, they could be watching cockroaches race or something. If it's Slovakia (laughs) playing somebody else, they're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're here. It's you know, people all hockey communities, a fantastic community. I've been in it my entire life. It is in, we're in a bubble though, a little bit. It's not maxed out. And I know that's what you guys are trying to do. And I appreciate the hell out of you guys for doing it. We, we all got to try to figure out a way to get it out to the masses a little bit and whatever we can do, you know, let us know and we'll be a part of it. But it is, it is an obstacle, you know, it is an obstacle for sure. Well, I think there's nowhere to go, but, uh, but I mean, you did mention the most important thing is that people tune into deck hockey focus. Uh, so if everybody could close out by just telling us your favorite thing about me and Shackelford and Sean, our show and how important we are to everyone, that would be great. Well, so I think it was you guys losing 5,000 viewers at the Chicago tournament. <laughs> 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 I took my shot and I missed. <laughs> We do appreciate you boys coming on. We couldn't do this stuff without you, you know. Well, it, it's good you guys are doing this, and you reach out to to so many different people. Like right now, you've been reaching out to different guys, and whether it's three on three or five on five, and that's the biggest thing to get it out there and get it known. So keep doing what you guys are doing. It's a blast to to do and be a part of. So enjoying it. I love it, boys. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, Shackleford, any closing remarks? Sean, I know you sit on, on mute, but Sean's actually the brain behind this whole operation, boys. I know I spend most of the time talking, but, uh, you know, we, we love you guys. We, we just want, you know, the game to grow. So anything like this always helps, especially getting people through, you know, when they're kind of cooped up and all everybody's stress relief is ball hockey, whether they're a rec player or a beer leaguer or representing Team USA, man. So what we love. Yeah, I'll close it out. Uh, and again, just say thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time. Um, look forward to more episodes like this from us. We're going to k- kind of do like a weekly cadence um, as best we can and just kind of get through this uh, quarantine situation with uh, nothing but ball hockey on your news feed. So appreciate you guys again and uh, stay tuned. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Great job, guys. Keep up the good work. Have a good one. Thanks, boys. Go Thanks, Bruins. Boys.